0: with me in my foul life. Podcast
1: World with Shag and Chad Belling back at you. Another episode. This is the Dickies Work Wear Podcast Series. Where are you working, America? Where are you working, Canada? Where are you working across the... The world. Dickie's is there for us no matter what we're doing, whether we're ranching, farming, construction, whether we're a janitor, whether we're a bus driver, a doctor, a nurse. They make scrubs for dentists and all types of people in the medical personnel. They are an awesome company. We're proud to be partnered up with Dickie's Workwear, and this is the Dickie's Workwear, W H E R E, as opposed to W E A R. This is our podcast coming at you right now. I'm Chad Building, your host. Today's guest is a friend of mine he is a american worker his family owns and operates sun leisure pools in reno nevada pat Ledoux, how
0: are you my man i'm doing good chad how about yourself good buddy thanks for being here
1: Thanks. What uh tell me a little bit about what's going on in the Reno, Nevada area right now. It seems like it's kind of we're we're coming into October and the weather's still nice enough for pools.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we still got another, you know, with our weather down here, it's it's always up and down, but we still got another month until we really start closing everything up. Um but yeah,
1: so you're saying that it goes into November until pools start to really close around here?
0: Yeah, we start uh, finishing up our closings. I mean, there's some of those people that don't have the heaters on their pools, so they're not using them as much. And school started, so it just depends on the customer. And
1: what a a, a pool heater, is it worth having as far as this area? We're, we're in the mountains. We're in the basin of the Sierra Mountains kind of down in the Washoe County the Truckee Meadows Valley Truckee Meadows Valley but what would you have a heater on your pool just in case you want to heat it up or is it a must to have one
0: um, You know, I think you, everybody should have one. I mean, you get to enjoy our season. Our season's not all that long in general. We get about five good months out of it, um, and it really extends out. We can get a little bit longer out of that if we do have the heater. So I think every pool should have one. Not everybody does it, though. I mean, it, it just depends. Um, the smaller pools sometimes don't need it, but definitely you're getting a little bit larger sizes of pools. You're going to want to get one.
1: I have one on my pool, and mm-hmm. I like it. I like to be able to swim in October, November, you know, comfortably, even though the wind chill or the air temperature might get you when you get out, you have a fire pit or whatever. It's still awesome to be able to swim. And it's amazing that these pool heaters can, you know, heat 12, 15,
0: 20,000 gallons of water up to upwards of 78, 80, 85 degrees. Oh yeah, I mean, like we're gonna have your birthday party next week, and we're gonna crank that thing up and have a good time. Even though it might be in the low seventies, we're still gonna be out there having a good time. Yeah, and it'll 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 pay off. I mean, the heating bill or the power bills tend to get up there a little bit, but it's not as it's not even close to as bad as I thought it potentially could be. No, I mean during summertime you're not even turning that thing on. I mean the heat of summer you're not even turning that thing on. So it's really gonna be your early early spring and late fall you're really gonna start using that. And so really the bill that. It it comes out to be, it's not bad at all. So, tell me how this starts. Because to me, when you fly over
1: Dallas or you fly over Phoenix or you fly over Las Vegas, even, it's hard to see a yard without a pool. You fly over Reno, there's not nearly the like pool. So, I'm telling myself. Why would you have a pool business, right? Is there competition out there? How does one even fathom the idea to come up with a pool business like your dad did, like your mom, Patty, did, Terry and Patty Ledoux? And now your brother, Brad, and you and and, and different people in your family, like your your brother's fiance, Brittany, you guys are running one hell of a business, but what happens in your dad's mind to make him go, yeah, I live in the mountains of Rio Nevada where you get about five months to swim and then it's snow season and people are skiing at Heavenly or Mount Rose or whatever
0: what what goes off in a guy's mind to even want to start a pool company in an area like this Well, you know, that's probably a good question. I mean, my dad came up from the East Coast, New York, Jersey area, and he was doing a couple side jobs with pools, helping some friends out, making some extra side money, Um, and then he moved up here. And, I mean, the weather down there ain't much better. You don't get a very long swimming season, that's for sure. Um, So when he came up here, he was being a union carpenter, and he wanted to find some more money for his family and a different way to do some things and maybe start a business. Um, I think really the drive to support his family and to create a business was the reason why he started actually here
1: and is he Does he see a demand for it, or how how does it start to where he's like, there's got to be something in an entrepreneur or a businessman's mind to go from being a construction worker, he's a contractor. Does he see the need for somebody to be able to supply these pools? I know that there was pool builders in the area. There's, there's still several in the area, and I would probably ask them the same question of, like, why here? You probably need one, maybe. Maybe you do need two. I might be wrong on that number. I don't know how many pools a company could even build in a year depending on the sizes of your crews, it's you got to worry about equipment and the ground and rocks and even the dig can be tough and then getting in and out of a place and then you got the electrical and the plumbing and all of that what does has your dad ever told you like here's why i did it
0: um, no, not necessarily told me exactly why he started it. Um, but I know when he did start it in 1984, there really was one to two builders in this town. There wasn't really anybody else in this town doing it. And he saw that Reno was a growing uh, economy around here. And he saw the demand that he could make money off this and do something a little different than what he was doing.
1: And he, when he started it back in the mid-80s, was it always the way that it is now with the molded pools or did he ever do the gunite and shoot a pool or has it always been the prefab? Is that what you would call my kind
0: of pool a prefab mold? Yeah, absolutely. Um, When he actually started here he worked for one of the concrete gunite dealers in town and he worked on job sites with them for a while um, before he actually started his own business but no, he didn't start out doing actual fiberglass pools he actually started out doing above ground pools is what he started with because there was nobody doing above ground pools in this town really at that time. It was all in grounds type of stuff So he probably saw a market for above-ground pools much cheaper. Um, Average family can afford it more so than, you know, some of those higher-dollar figures on those in-grounds. I think he just saw probably a market for that. So he would
1: just go out
0: and like put it's like a doughboy like a,
1: just a yeah. circular round pool and then maybe build it have then the, the homeowner would say well I'm gonna build a deck around it or whatever but your dad was responsible for just
0: inserting an above the ground pool yeah that's what he was doing but I mean he was also a general or, I mean a contractor at the time so he's built decks around the pools he did a lot of different things because he had those skills of being a carpenter and all that so he actually did pools and would do the decking and a lot of the other things out there so has he ever told you Pat like what happened the day that he's like well shit Now
1: we're going to go underground with these things and dig a hole?
0: Yeah. um, (laughs) Funny enough, yeah, well, him and my mom have been in business for a long time. And about 20 years ago, he's like, I'm going to start doing in-grounds. We were just doing above-ground pools and hot tubs at that time. And he's like, I want to do in-grounds. So he went and got his contractor's license for being an in-ground pool builder. Um, It took him about two years to complete it all and get all what he needed to get done to get his contractor's license. Um, But after that, he's like, yeah, we're going for it. And he has, he has a crew at this time because to, to, it takes a crew. Now, at this
1: time 20 years ago, you're about 13. Mm-hmm. Your brother's about 15, so you guys are in middle school and begin and starting high school, so you guys aren't in the workforce yet. Does he have a crew of contractors that are going to go in and run the backhoe and move the dirt and do all the excavation and then the actual prefab of this pool getting the hole ready? Because I there was a lot more work than went, that went into it than I thought there would be as I watched it go down. Does your dad have like a one-man or two-man crew? With this
0: time and he's just busting his ass yeah that's really it i mean my dad had my cousin had worked for us for quite a few years doing the above ground side with my dad for a long time um summers when he was in high school and then came and worked with us for quite a few years after that and he was kind of his right hand man it was really my dad my cousin and one or two other people at most that were doing these pools i mean he started with a very small group for sure because he i mean he didn't know where he's gonna go he didn't know how much money he can make off of these things um And he didn't know where he was going to end up. So he, my dad's a grinder. He can, he will do anything by himself if he has to.
1: And he's a worker, right? So, like, uh, I've had so many good conversations with your dad. And even now, I think your dad's 67, 66, somewhere in there. And he still won't get out, he won't get out of the yard, right? He's still freaking putting in pools. He can't. (laughs) What do you think it is about his mindset? Is it that New York Eastern attitude that him and his brothers were, they were working class Americans their entire lives? They watched their dad and their uncles and their aunts. And their moms, they were all workers. Is it just something that is a generational thing? Because my dad was the same way. You're thinking, man, how can you keep working that hard to where sometimes you're limping around, sometimes your back's messed up? So, like, your dad does not need. He's made enough money now to where he doesn't need to be busting his ass five days a week anymore. What? What do you think it is? What? What's that mentality?
0: Yeah, I think it's right. I think it's where he grew up and where he grew up from. I mean, they're all hardworking farming. Community. I mean, they all grinded. His father did. All his brothers were super hard working, just like my dad is. Um, it is. I think it's how you're growing up. And my dad has always been a workaholic. I mean, he always is just driven to work and work hard and he can't sit back and just watch somebody work. He has to be in the mix of it all. He's not a person that sits back and just watches what goes on and just manages and points fingers. He's a guy that likes to be in the mix and doing the work he does. So growing up in a working class family like that,
1: where your mom and dad are building quote-unquote, the American dream of owning your own business, but the amount of work and the amount of hours and the amount of sweat equity and elbow grease that goes into building the American dream is, you can't put a number on it. You don't work eight hours a day. You don't work 40 hours a week. There's times where it's 18, 20 hours a day. You come home, the paperwork's not done, the maintenance on the equipment's not done. Your dad is grinding, right? You and You and your brother, Brad, are watching this go on. Is the childhood a disciplined lifestyle of work ethic and chores and responsibilities and respect for your elders and being brought up in a way of, this is how my mom and dad raised us and this is how Pat and Brad are going to be raised to, to, to develop a work ethic and to understand what responsibility is and understand what revenue is and how to put food on the table? Did you guys learn those mentalities and those ideologies at a young age growing up?
0: yeah definitely I mean my parents always instilled hard work in me and my brother both Um, they didn't just give us things we had to work for them we weren't just uh, you know kids that got things we had to work for them we had to do chores we had to do other things and my dad said you know what Um, nobody's ever going to give you anything in life you got to work your butt off to get it get where you want to be because nobody's going to give it to you
1: and the whole time you guys are coming let's say starting high school are you guys turning 15 16 and getting jobs outside of the family business or was it like every summer they're really I know you guys went on maybe a family vacation, but summertime's the busy time for a pool company. Did did you dread that coming into coming into April and May and you're like, shit, school's out, but now or June's maybe when you get out of school and now you're like, man, dad's gonna have me digging tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's how it was. I mean, through once we got about 15, 16, we were in the field during summertime maybe not 40 hours a week, but we definitely spent a lot of our summers, um, either in the office or out in the field. I graduated at 17. I graduated a little early and I went right into work for my parents right, right then I was right in the field with my dad and building pools right then. So
1: talk to me about that a little bit. Um, family businesses, generational businesses. When do you know that this is your path, because now you're, what, what are you, 33 now? Yeah. You're 33 years old, and you're in this business now 20 years. you know to Let's say 18 years when you are 15. But how did you know that this is what you want to do? Did you not want to go become a doctor or a baseball player or an engineer? Did you not want to go, do you, did you automatically know that you would be a Sun Leisure Pools guy for life?
0: No, not at all. Um, originally, I actually wanted to be a law enforcement, um, but I just didn't want to take that path after a while. And honestly, even working for them for quite a few years, I didn't even know this is actually a business I wanted to be in. It took me a while to figure out, you know what, I do enjoy the owning my own business and creating my own success through my own projects and whatever I have to do, um, other than working for somebody else. I, I always liked the fact of being my own owner, um, and I can control what is happening in my own wealth or my own success, and I like that. And.
1: is your brother brad i mean you guys have a really cool brotherhood like you're hugging you always are loving on each other you're always telling each other you love each other it's a really cool thing to see and you don't see it with every family like me and my brothers even you know we might not be as exposed or out there in the open of our love and affection for each other which i grow kind of envious of when i see people that do that which that's the way it should be in all reality always hear tell your loved ones you love them you can't tell them enough you know it's not not like you're sitting there all day saying it, but you know, you never know when we're gone, right? You never know when when I'm going to come down with some kind of diagnosis to where my brother's going to be like, "Fuck, I wish I would have told him I love him a, fuck, a couple more times," right? So I'm wondering. Like, as you and Brad are coming up, there's got to be some tussling going on. But did you guys always have this ultimate respect for each other that you knew you would be able to work with each other and for your mom and dad and take it to the level of, hey, you guys might be in bed for the rest of your lives together?
0: Uh, You know, I don't With the family business. I don't know if you ever know if you're totally going to be able to stand each other. But me and my brother do love each other a lot. I mean, um, it is definitely, family business are hard. I mean, there's ups and downs all the time. I mean, you have disagreements. Sometimes work is too much involved in your family life and you guys talk about it too much. It's too much involved. And sometimes you lose some of that closeness. But always bring it back. You got to tell your family you love them. I mean, they're always going to be there for you at the end of the day. Um, but family business can be tough. They really can be.
1: Have they been tough on you? Have you have you, have you had to manage uh, the tri- the trebulent times of like uh, um the turbulent times i should say not the trevident but the turbulent times of like man you know like i need to say something to my brother or your brothers had to say something to you or your dad has to come to you guys and say look you know, there there's a lot of things that could happen to family business. Hey, we got to cut payroll. Mm-hmm. We got to take away some benefits because we didn't have a very good summer. It's been this or that. Mm-hmm. The recession hit in 2007. I'm sure that affected you guys. Right. Or have there been a lot of times to where you have have or have there been any times,
0: Pat, where you're like, "Oh man, I might have to go find another gig?" Actually, yeah. So, in, like you said, when we're having those hard times in 07-ish and all that, um, I actually did go get another job. I actually still worked for, at the company and also got a second job because, I mean, times were tough. But at that time, my brother was actually in Vegas um Uh, working in Vegas actually at that time. And I also, so I got a second job as well as work there. So I worked seven days a week, 65 plus hours. But we had to do that to make the business survive during those hard times. And you know what? You just got to pull your part and you got to do your own thing sometimes. I mean, it's not always always going to be there. You're not always successful, but as long as you can manage your business right and do the right things, you can always pull through. So when you start thinking about your mom and
1: dad, Terry and and Patty, and they started this business, this is their baby. All right. You can't, you can never take that away from them. No. How hard is it for them to accept the fact of even letting go of the reins a little bit of like your mom's in her 60s your dad's in there they're still very active okay yeah, they're yeah. not even married anymore let's just put no. that out there but they're still best friends and work together every day which is crazy like, yeah, like that shit's crazy to me but they're best friends they've been divorced what 20 years I was 15, 16 years old. 16, yeah. so yeah. So, so about 20, 15, 15, 15, 15. years, 16 years. years. Yeah. They work together every day. Yeah. they. I've seen them at get-togethers together, whether it's your barbecues or my barbecues or pool parties or whatever. Is it hard for Terry and Patty to let go of these reins? And on the other half of that, where I want to go into today's Dickies Workwear podcast is, do you think your mom and dad hold a grudge or are afraid of letting go because they don't want you guys to. Sometimes the new generation kind of evolves with the times, where an old-fashioned guy like your dad might say, social media, what's that? You know, marketing campaigns, what's that? We're always been word of mouth. You know what I mean? Like there's always these new ideologies and and a guy like you, that's an entrepreneur and has Mm -hmm. a different mindset. Brad has a different mindset than your dad does. Has it been a weird conversation or do you think that's why your dad is still working as much
0: as he is? And Patty's in the office as much as she is. Um, I don't think that's why they're still there. I think my mom and dad are definitely, they like to work. I mean, they get a lot of, they have a lot of passion for it. And, uh, I don't think that they are not letting go of it because they do, they release the reins. They let us fail. I mean, they let us do our own things at times and they've let us fail. They've seen it coming, but they'll let us fail to show, Hey, that you know what? You don't know everything yet, but they're always there to patch on the back when you're doing good. But they give you those reins and let you do, um, some things that the, you might fail with, but you know what? They're learning experiences and that's how you grow. And you know, g- like you said, sometimes us new folks want to go to this new technology or change business. And you know, a lot of, Businesses that transfer to their kids, there's a really high percentage of fail rate, actually, because they do too much, they spend too much money, or they're not sure of how to manage this business, they just think it happens, and it doesn't. There's a lot to a business and the inner workings on how to make it successful. So
1: has your dad had pushback on any of your ideas of like, dad, I've, you know, I've seen this being done or I've learned this new technique or this new software. Has, has there been pushback because it's not the old school mentality that Terry and Patty are used to?
0: Um, I would say more so on my mom's side, Patty's side, um, with the technology. I mean, she doesn't love technology, neither does my dad, but the office is more of a technology driven than more. So the outside is going to be construction is kind of what it is. Big, heavy equipment, shovels, dirt, you know what I mean? I mean, There's not a lot of technology that comes out there too much. Um, but in the store and the new technology that comes out between POS systems, you know, paperless systems, all these computers and, you know, all this stuff, that scares her a little bit. And it's a little tougher for her to understand that it needs to go in this direction because it is changing. Um, but she lets me do it. She trusts me enough in my decisions that she lets me do it. And she doesn't second guess you? At times, she does. Oh, yeah, trust me, there's long conversations that t- sometimes takes me months or even years to get across. This is this is going to work, and this is the direction we should try to go. Um, but we eventually get there. I mean, she, she trusts me enough to make those decisions in most cases. So when it comes to the
1: buying experience and a person walks into Sun Leisure Pools in Nevada, and they meet your mom, they meet your dad, they meet you, they meet your brother Brad, they meet Brittany. You guys are in the store. A lot of times, Brad's out running the cruise with your dad. I I remember walking in. I remember being introduced. I had known you for years, but not very well, and then got reacquainted with the family through John Kerry and Sherry, my business manager, and then walking into the pool and saying, "Hey, it's time. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Done." I, it wasn't even a second guess, right? Like yeah. I knew I knew that it was going to be an upbringing. I knew that there was going to be an investment. Um, when it, when you I, before we talk about the buying experience, can can a potential customer? look at buying a pool as an investment. Does it increase the value of their real estate, of their property? Does it make it to where, as soon as that pool goes in the ground, is it like a truck that depreciates when you drive it off the lot? Or is it something that takes a couple years to gain momentum and gain a little bit of value? Or does it make the cost of that property go up right away? Do you have an answer for that?
0: Um, I kind of do. So. Reno is a different market than a lot of the other big markets like like you mentioned Phoenix, Texas uh, Las Vegas those it definitely increases the value of the home because I mean those kind of places It's hot. You need a pool. I mean, you're not going to survive life out there if you don't have a pool Um, here you get, I would say you get about 80, 70 to 80% of money back. You don't actually get more value. Um, but what I can say with a lot of Californians coming here, they do want that pool in their backyard. So a house with a pool is more valuable to them. So yes, they will pay a little bit more for that house that has a pool that doesn't have a pool. So it's a little bit of both. I mean, it really is. It depends on the person and the family.
1: Okay, so the buying experience. Do you have to have open access complete open access to put a pool in or do you guys get creative with cranes and lifting poles over houses into backyards, you have to at least be able to get the equipment back there somehow. Have you went to a house and had to say it 's impossible to put a pole here You might as well you might be able to put a little uh, you know, stand up pull like your dad used to do an above the ground doughboy ha- or have you had to turn some people away, or can you get pretty creative
0: um, We definitely try to get creative with that I mean there's a lot of different things that we can use and uh, different types of equipment we can get in there. Um, if you have about six and a half feet on the side yard, we can get pretty much a pull in there. Um, but there is some yards that don't even have that, which is unfortunate because they're building houses closer and closer in those, um, some of those complexes. But for the most part, we can. I mean, I would say we have to turn down 10 to 20 a year at best. I mean, that's as many as we turn down after, after doing 70, 80 proposals. That's not bad. So when
1: a guy or, and his wife or, you know, uh, somebody walks into Sun Leisure, is it, I want to start with pools, and we're obviously going to go into uh, hot tubs because you guys are the number one marquee dealer in the state of Nevada, at least in this part of Nevada. Huge relationship with marquee, the best hot tubs in the world. What is what do they start with? Is it like do do they open the book and see the shape of the pool of what's offered? You guys work with a company called Viking. You're the you're the distributor of Viking pools and you have a very long standing relationship with Viking. They're a molded pool company where they blow mold pools and they're like unbreakable. They're bad at bad to the bone. But is the first step? Is it a? Is it like what's available? The shapes of the pools, um, and and then it goes. The conversation goes from there, like the size of the pool, and then you start talking about covers, and then you start talking about aesthetics, and then you start talking about insurance, and then you start talking about upkeep and all that. But it's the very first step. Like, well, what do the pools look like? How does? I don't even remember how our conversation started. I just knew that I wanted a pool, but I didn't know that I would end up with the pool that I have. You have a completely different shaped swimming pool than I do. Yep. So how does that take place? Is that where you like look at the yard and say, well, I think it's best suited for this. You get a
0: blueprint or do you go into Google earth
1: and look at their backyard? How does the experience start?
0: So I like to start by getting the customer's idea first. What are they actually looking for in a pool or what do they want their yard to look like? I don't even know what their yard looks like. I don't know what size they want, but I want to get some of their ideas and what they want in their backyard to see if I can. So once we start looking at the property and see if I can build that into their experience. Um, so usually I start asking them, what are you looking for? What, what do you want and what do you need in your pool? And And then from there, then we start looking at some sizes, some shapes, Um, and then we start talking about access and size of yard, and then auto covers. Do you have kids? Do you have dogs? You know, the safety of those. Um, Do you want ease of maintenance with automatic chlorinators or salt generators? Um, And so we kind of walk them through the steps of everything you might need for a pool. And then once we kind of talked about that, then we usually like to come out to the actual home and meet with them at their house and measure it out, go over their thoughts, actually get a visual with them, and then we'll write up a proposal and some it to them and when you uh, real quick touch on what you said about the automatic cover
1: Mm -hmm. Um, what is the law behind a swimming pool to where you know like i said when you fly over a lot of these warm states a lot of them don't have covers a kid jumps over your fence and goes in the pool and slips and hits his head and drowns is that the homeowner's fault you have to have a cover on there to not have an accident like that happen, even if it is trespassing, I've always wondered, like, what could happen to a homeowner that has a swimming pool if some if somebody just goes in there and they're trust? You heard these stories like oh, yeah. this guy tries to get on somebody's roof to rob him and he falls through a skylight and <laughs> kills himself and then his family sues the people that are getting robbed and they win a lawsuit because he fell through a skylight because he didn't know it was there. Yeah, like it's asinine these stories you hear. But is is it the homeowner's responsibility to keep that pool covered in case a trespasser does come in there and hits his head or, and the kid falls down and, and falls in that pool and drowns? How how does that work? and Do you have to have that conversation with every potential customer?
0: I do. I, so It does vary state by state, county by county on what the actual code reads, um, but for the majority, you have to have some type of barrier between the pool and a human, whether it be a fencing just around the pool itself, around your property, or an auto cover that covers the pool completely. Um, but like I said, it does vary county to county, but you are liable for that. Um, then that's why they have those barrier requirements, because you are liable for what happens or somebody drowns or hurts themselves in your pool. So if you have a fence around your yard Mm -hmm. and you have a front yard that's open, like Mm -hmm. a lot of
1: them are, a lot of the front yards in our area don't have a white picket fence out front. Some of them do have chain link or picket fences, but for the most part they're open and then there's some kind of gates, man gates to go into the backyard. Yep. If you have your backyard in the pool surrounded by an enclosed gate that is, it's trespassing if you do come into this yard without our permission I leave to go to a barbecue at my buddy's house, and I leave the cover off. It's a warm day. I've just chlorinated it, maybe, and I'm letting it breathe. You're saying that even though my yard's fenced in, I could still be held liable? Or is that fence? You said codes are different county to county, state to state. What about specifically where we sit right now? Do I have to have the fenced-in area and then the cover on it for double protection, or is the fence suffice?
0: So in your case, so technically you're supposed to have a six foot fence and they, they call it nine non climbing fence, which the reams need to be at least four feet apart. So they can't climb over your fence, which we all know as kids, we've jumped all kinds of fences. It doesn't really matter. Um, so minimum you need is a six foot fence around your whole property. So you're good in that case. There is other people that have those short split rail fences that are only three or four feet. Those don't meet code. So if they were to open their cover, let's say, and leave the house and. Somebody were to jump that lower end fence and get in the pool and drown, you technically can be liable for that. I I just that just blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind that that I
1: could sue somebody for going against a legal term of trespassing and Mm -hmm. trespassing into somebody's private property and could still get them. It's almost like you could. Like, keep like you keep your eye out and be like, I'm going to wait until they leave and keep their pool
0: open, then I'm going to go sue them for a million. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, it really does. It's quite surprising. Or even hot tubs in your backyard, you go on vacation, and then you come home, and you notice that your spa's been used. It's I mean, people do the damnedest thing sometimes. It's like, how is that my fault? But, you know, and it could come down to who the judge is, how good the lawyer is, and all that good stuff. But um, you're still technically liable for it. So now this guy and his wife or whoever's in the store,
1: and they say, okay, my idea is this, man. I picture you know a, a grotto and I picture a swimming pool with a a cover on it. I already got the 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 aesthetics laid out. i mean I'm either gonna do stamped concrete or I'm gonna do pavers around it. And then you kind of go, okay, well, now it's time to go to the next step of a walkthrough. So now you're gonna go walk the property and you're gonna be like, well, that idea that you had might not work or it's gonna be perfect for this, but I'm going to recommend that we go with this pool. What was mine called? The Olympia? Yep. So we're going to go with the Olympia, and here's why. Why, when I went into that store and olympia is a very popular pool i would assume because it's badass
0: it is it's very popular it's got
1: it's got the the sun deck on it it's got a stairwell down it's got it's got three corners with one with a stairwell two with step downs it's got a railing all the way across for people to stand on and you could put your hands up and lean on your hands on the decking um very cool pool it's got led lighting in it it's got filtration filtration in it it's got filtration i guess is how you say the word um it's saturday dude i've had a beer no i'm just kidding um you know what i'm saying? So this this pool's popular, but how did I get to that point of do you guys highly push a certain pool on people because I wanted something a little bigger to, to fit my backyard? Is that the most popular pool there is? Is that the easiest one for you to get because Viking makes most of those? Or can, or how did I get to the pool and then you got to go to the color scheme and the layout. Like now your brother and you were always like, man, this sand is badass. I'm like, yeah. thanks guys. I got this blue <laughs> one, right? I can't really change it out. But how does that whole part happen of like, alright, we, we we, we did the walkthrough. What pool are you going to tell? How did you tell me to take this
0: pool? You know, it, it's going to c- come down to the customer. I try my best to create their dream and what they want. Um, sometimes that doesn't work the way they want it to because it just doesn't fit right. The theme isn't right. The size isn't right. Whatever it may be. So we try to guide you in the right direction because we've seen so many installs. We've done so many installs. We know what works and what doesn't, what looks good and what doesn't. Um, so we try to educate our customers and give them really good ideas and tips on what can look better. I think for you, you you said I like to have friends over. I like to have barbecues. Um, I like have some kids over here here and there i want a nice tanning ledge on there and i also want a pretty deep pool and you got a pretty deep pool and I think that's how we got you to this Olympia because uh, at the time, I want to say the Olympia was actually just coming out um, when you bought your pool. I think they've only been out for three or four years now, so it was pretty close to when they started coming out, and those tanning decks got very popular. And I think that's what kind of drew you to it was the size. It worked for your yard. I mean, totally fits perfect in there. Um, you have that swim deck. You got the deep end. You got it all.
1: Yeah, and I think that with the shape of it, some people would be more apt to maybe go with the shape of a pool like yours, which is called what? The freeform. The freeform, which is more of like a teardrop-looking thing with some yeah. curvature in it, where mine's just a rectangle. Yeah, it's thirty-six or thirty-seven feet long by eighteen or nineteen feet wide, and then it goes from three and a half to seven feet deep, or six six nine or something like that. Um, do you recommend with the customer once they pick their pool out and they start to to go to that next step of deposit and then breaking ground. Do you tell the customer, like your backyard's going to be out of commission for this long, we're going to have it taped off and roped off, we don't want any traffic back there whatsoever? Because now, our company's back there with heavy machinery, like you said, deep holes, electric circuits, Um, plumbing going on, all of this stuff is there. Do you recommend that, hey, for this amount of time, and I want you to tell me, Pat, how, what is the time now? How, Well, from when you break ground to when you're out of there, it takes about this long, and and, and do you want it cleared of people, and you're like, hey, we don't want any barbecues going on at this time? Do you recommend
0: that? Um, Yeah, definitely. We try to keep the customer out of the backyard as much as possible because, I mean, there is, there's dirt, there's shovels, there's tools around, there's electrical stuff. There's a lot of things that can hurt somebody or other people. We try to clean Per job site, every day, keep it as clean as possible and as danger free as possible. Um, but yeah, we try to do that. Um, a normal install is usually taking us right about now, about a week and a half to two weeks. So it's all not very long. Like when you look at a gunite type pool, you're looking at two months that they're going to be in your backyard. It's a lot of time, and you got rebar sticking up everywhere. It's kind of a danger zone. So with this, it's a little bit safer and it's a lot shorter time, and you get your pool a lot quicker.
1: When you start talking about gunite, you're talking about a, a traditional pole. That they go in and they shoot gunite, and they build mm-hmm. the walls, and they build the thickness That's of correct. them, and it's got a different texture. Is there any advantage to that? It seems to me that with the aesthetics of these new pools that Viking's building and that Sun Leisure's uh, specializing in in, in in all of their installations, it seems to me like there's no reason to go that old school route. The maintenance seems easier on these. The feel of them seems better to me where you don't get that roughness of the gunite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me that if something goes wrong with gunite, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a nightmare to get it fixed to where with, with the way that you guys can patch or whatever these these pools that Viking are making, which doesn't happen. No. Um, is are people going away from
0: gunite for the most part in certain markets? Yeah, definitely. Fiberglass has taken over a lot of markets compared to gunite. Um, reasons being, the only really advantage to gunite is a particular shape. Or a size you know and we have over 40 models to choose from so there's a lot of shapes sizes designs to choose from but if you're trying to get like this real creative type crazy pool that would be your only advantage is going with a gunite type pool is a sh- particular shape and size you absolutely need and want um, other than that fiberglass beats them in almost every other category as far as ease of maintenance um, longevity warranty wise all this stuff they do beat them out quite well on all those so
1: when you The buying experience continues and the the ground's broken. It's not just the pool that's going in. You have to have a dedicated spot in your property, which we decided to put it over by one of our shops, and you, you, you start to put in the filtration system, you start to put in the pump, you start to put in the heater what percentage of pools are buying a heater in this area with the temperatures here? Do you recommend the heater? Like we started this conversation with and what else is included in this area where I'm kind of pointing right now, what is in that area with all of the plumbing and the piping, it had to go underground. Mm-hmm. There had to be patches made in some of my concrete work and my flat work and my sidewalk work, my stamp concrete work. Um, and the job was immaculate. It was amazing how good it turned out for what the amount of work that we did. I say we, because you know, I was out there part of the crew. Um, <laughs> What what is in this area completely? You got the chlorine dispenser. Talk to me a little bit about what there, what, what goes into that.
0: Yeah, so I would say but right now about 90% of people are doing heaters. Um, the ones that ten percent that is mostly the smaller type pools, five thousand gallons or less, six thousand gallons right in there. So most of the people are doing heaters anymore. Um, on equipment pad it can vary, it depends on the customer. Um, yours over there you have your variable speed pump, which is awesome. It saves a lot of in electricity wise. I mean it saves you about 70-80 percent versus a standard type pump. Up. Um, so that's nice to have. You also have a sand filter over there. Great for our area because we do have a lot of dust and dirt, and those sand filters clean those up a lot better with a little bit easier maintenance-wise compared to the cartridge-type filters. Um, you got your gas heater over there. Um, you have an inline chlorinator system, which a tab- tablet feeder, which is feeding chlorine into your pool. Um, there is other types of chlorine options like salt generators. That's also an option, um, which is it works for some people. It's not for everybody, but it is a nice option to have.
1: Okay. Stop right there. You've told me through our conversations that it might be a good idea for me to move into salt generator. Correct. Why wasn't this told to me in the beginning? Was it told to me in the beginning and I just don't remember? Or do you give the customer the option of which one, when the benefits, why, what are the benefits of salt against just class, you know, traditional chlorine tablets like I'm using? Mm -hmm. And should I go to a salt generator now that I've already spent the money on all this? And is it possible? Is it an easy patch and an easy, you know, just an easy switch out is it a big investment? Is it expensive? why didn 't I do it from the beginning?
0: I believe it was on your proposal, so like in our proposals, we have like kind of an a la carte items at the very bottom, and those are the kind of things that we suggest, but you pick and choose what you want, and we give them two different options, which is an inline chlorinator, which is a much cheaper op- option, um, or the salt generator, which is a little bit more expensive, not crazy, but it 's a little bit more expensive than uh, just your regular inline chlorinator. Um, it is an option. You can switch it out real easy. I mean, it's pretty easy to do. It could be done in a couple hours. No crazy plumbing needs to be redone or anything like that. We need a power source. Um, Plumb into the cell, into the line, and it's actually pretty easy. Um, I like salt. There is some people that are not. The benefits of it, it maintains itself for the most part. Um, you do save money and a longevity of the, the, the uh, salt generator. As far as five to six years, you start saving money what you would spend on chlorine. So that is a benefit as well. Um, it is softer on the eyes and the skin for most kids or people that are sensitive to chlorine. It is a little bit more sensitive, but in the long run, it is still chlorine. It's still, but it's generated from sodium.
1: So it actually turns into chlorine after the process.
0: It does. So it goes through a process called electrolysis and it uses that sodium and it actually turns it into chlorine.
1: When you swim in it. When you're in the ocean, you taste salt. Mm-hmm. You taste the salt when you swim in this kind of pool.
0: Nowhere near what you taste in the ocean, but you do taste salt. Yes.
1: To the point to where it can be distasteful? No. So you're telling me as the owner of a pool company, and your mom and dad would maybe say the same, would they agree with you that salt is the way to go and that I should change it out?
0: Um, They would agree with me in most aspects. I think the only thing that is the the downfall of it is salt's corrosive. Metal things around it. There is metal parts in the equipment of the pool. There's metal fixtures around the pool. Um, That's the only downfall. It can have a a long term basis corrode metals, which you have to replace those parts eventually. So give me, do I have these parts that you're talking about around my pole? You do. Such as? Yeah, uh, like the drum where your auto cover reels onto. It's a galvanized steel, and that water's touching it constantly when you roll that cover up. That salt water's wrapping around that galvanized steel drum, and after time, it can wear out. How much time? Um, so I would say I have a customer, the oldest one that I can think of that had an issue was about 15 years old. But he also had his own chemistry issues where he was adding way too much salt. So he had some other guy work on his pool, and he messed his pool up quite a bit. And he went about three times the salt level it should have been at. So it corroded a lot faster than it ever should have.
1: What percentage of a customer base of that buying experience says, I don't – because I assume – that you guys, from the very beginning, offer them a service package. For these amount of months, it's going to cost this much a month. You're going to get this many times service. How does that work out? And do most people take you up on this offer, depending on, or are they all are they apt to do it after they hear what you charge for it? Or are most guys like this man that says, no, nah, I'll do it myself, and he ends up adding too much salt and creating more of a headache for himself than you would have with your chemistry background and being able to control the pH and the chlorine
0: and or the salt levels in this case, etc. So with this particular customer, he's actually in Carson City. So, you know, about 30, 40 miles from us. And we actually don't do a regular monthly service in that area. We build out there, but we don't do regular monthly service. So um, it was one of those things that we just don't service that area. So it was up to him to figure out. Um, but here in town, yeah, we do office offer weekly, bi weekly, or even monthly services to come check on your pool chemistry, clean your pool. Um, a lot of customers do take that up. And especially nowadays, it's more popular. Everybody's busy. They have stuff to do. They got running their kids to soccer practice. They got schoolwork to do. They got jobs that are taking up a lot of their time. They want to just enjoy their pool when they get that time to be able to enjoy it. They don't want to be out there being Mr. Chemist, mixing stuff up, testing things. They want the ease of maintenance, and we were able to provide that for them. Do you enjoy that part
1: of your job? Because I know that that's
0: one of your responsibilities. Do you enjoy walking into a
1: backyard with your inspector gadget kit and being able to make sure that that, that water is perfect? Because I, when I open my cover and I see it, when it's perfect like i'm like damn it man that's beautiful like yesterday i opened and i'm like holy shit it looks awesome because you were out here wednesday yep. and it just perfect cut for this upcoming birthday party we're talking about um do you enjoy it? Is it something that you take a lot of pride in or is it just something that's there? Honestly, do you wish you had people hired or is is there an opportunity to hire somebody in, or you just enjoy doing it and that's
0: why you do? Well, we do have a full-time tech that does most of the accounts. I do have some accounts that I service myself like you, um, close friends, family that I do service, but I do enjoy. It. I do like the chemistry aspect of it. I do like to see the end result and even some of the challenges that come with water chemistry because there is some challenges that come up, um, new things, old things, and um, different bather loads, areas, climates, trees, bushes, um, a lot of things come up. So you kind of have to really think about it sometimes. I've been in a long time now, and there's not much I haven't seen, but there's still times where I get stumped on some chemistry, and it's nice to be able to conquer that and achieve something and figure out what that was. So is it okay to pee in a pool? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's okay. I mean, most people do, but just, I don't think it's okay. No. Is
1: it a myth that there is something out there you can put in a pool that when I piss, my, piss myself in the pool that it turns a certain color around me and I get embarrassed around the party goers?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely a myth, but I do get actually quite a few calls every summer to, for that product.
1: Does it mess up the pH if I have a party at my house? Like, like you saw, mm-hmm. you've, I've had several... P- p- families here with their kids. Let's say they got 10, 12-year-olds in there, ten, nine year olds Uh and I'm noticing that they're not getting out of the pool at all. I'm like, that's weird. You guys are drinking a ton of soda, but you're not getting out of the pool. Yeah. Something's going on here. (laughs) Something's got to give. It's safe to assume that one of them, probably Chase, is peeing in my pool. Love Mm -hmm. you, Chase. Yep. But is it bad... Or does the chemistry combat that right away to where, after they get out, and it's only one day where there's some urinating going on in a pool, does the pH take over and the chlorine take over and squash that? Or is it smoked and you got to get on it right away if you know people? Because I assume public pools have got to be maintained every day with the amount of that going on, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. So public pools are maintained, usually especially hotels public pools like that they usually have a cpo certified guy on the property so he's either there all day long or he's there twice a day morning and night taking care of that but yeah i mean bunch of people getting in your pool does affect your chemistry big time our bodies are acidic i mean the sweat the urine all that is very acidic so it does drive your ph down um urinating in a pool it usually chlorine binds with it and turns into ammonia and you've got to get that out of there by oxidation and adjusting your ph and alkalinity levels So it's not good for it. No, it's not good for it, but you can do it. You can do it. But it's not good for it, no.
1: (laughs) I wonder if I ever did like thinking back when I was at Bowers mansion or opiate pool or something like, I wonder if I was one of those assholes that were just in there being <laughs> in the pool all the time, or if I was actually getting out and going into those, but remember the wet foot bathrooms and the concrete floors oh, yeah. and then part of the floor would be slippery and they had the metal sinks in them like a rest stop. <laughs> I mean, we grew up in the prime time of freaking of, of, of hygiene, of hygiene for the human oh, body. Yes. But yeah, so there is, it's like if you don't, if you go into a pool, like mm-hmm. when you go into a pool at a gym, they have showers, like like right up against the pool, because they want you to at least rinse off, yeah. and get some of that sweat, that acid, that yeah. acidity off of your body, yeah. Um, but if you have all of these different people in that pool—adults, kids, guy might have came straight from a hunt or whatever it yeah. is. There's a chance that that pool is really going to be look different on Sunday than it did on Saturday when I opened it for the party because of the shampoos, because of the lotions, because of the soaps that are being used, because of people not bathing, you know, the night before or the day of yeah. the, the party. Um, so this is like why maintenance is so important on a pool because if you let it go too long after you have this many people swimming in it, you know, my pool gets used a lot. Is that fair to say? Oh yeah, definitely. Like more than the average, I bet. Oh yeah. I would say the average people may have three or or four people in their pool a week, where I'm having a lot because I don't know if it's like I'm just down in the dumps and I'm lonely, Pat. and I got to have people around. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, I like to I like to entertain. I like to have people around. I think that that's what life's all about. So obviously, you got to work a little bit harder to maintain that. And thank God I have you and your brother, uh, the uh, you know, and have you guys as out here all the time to you know, you're we're barbecuing, we're hanging out. You guys are watching it. But to me, it's a no brainer to have that service part. But my question is, when you buy a truck and you go to a dealership, a Ford dealership. Their service department rams it up your you know what when it comes time to get that thing serviced, right? That's why there's so many independent mechanics out there because not many people like to go to a dealership for their maintenance. Are you, is this something that is a profit maker for you guys and that it can be easily done by me, even though it's going to take a little bit of time once a week or twice a week? Or is it something to where you guys are like, hey, we're the best at it. It's affordable to do. We're not going to rip you off. Thank you for buying the pool from us. Do you service other pools if you did not do that pool, a gunite pool or anything else? Or is it just
0: something that you guys are in it for the money? Um, I think... And a little bit of everything. Um, definitely for we like to keep our custom, customer base around. We definitely like that. We do make money off of it. But it is also a service that a lot of people don't want to do themselves. I mean, it's like mowing your lawn. Everybody can mow a lawn. But, I mean, how many people? How many landscape companies landscape are out are coming there? out there. But people pay for that service because, one, it looks usually better than they can do it. Or they don't want the headache. Or they're going to have a party coming up and they don't want it to be all cloudy and messy. And then have to deal with, oh, i got a messy, cloudy pool for that party. And look bad um, so it's really more convenience I think for our customers and they pay for that convenience it really is it's a convenience fee if you ask me yeah i think it's very convenient and i think that
1: there's a talent that goes into it and like you you know you you put your your stick in there your Mm -hmm. what it's called sure (laughs) and you're matching these colors i'm not even good at that i might be colorblind maybe i'm like i got it perfect and then you guys look at it and you're like dude are you stevie wonder what's going on here (laughs) that's not even close to the color scheme of this stick right here so you you have the ability in this area to keep your pool open for, let's say, let me think about this real quick. April comes around, and you're going to get some swim days in April. Yeah. May, you start to get more. Yes. So I'm going to say 15 days in April, and then May, June, July, August, September. Five times 30 is 150, plus 15 is 165. Yeah. You're looking at almost half the year. Where you I was swimming in my pool today so that tells me right now it's October 10th 2020 it's pretty freaking good i'm going to swim in my pool next week obviously i'm heating it a little bit yeah but lake tahoe doesn't get above really 66 67 some in some of the shallower areas around the beaches 72 it's a cold ass freaking alpine lake i mean that lake is snowfall it's it's freaking cold yes. you you've said yourself you're on record of saying you don't enjoy swimming no. I love jumping off a boat I love taking a boat out on Tahoe and finding a depth finder and when it reads a thousand feet because it's 1600 1700 feet deep in places yeah, it is. Tahoe is a freaking wonder of the world I love jumping into that clear blue water at a thousand feet it just makes me feel alive right so my pool when when I had it up at 85 a couple weeks ago I did not enjoy it I have a hot tub at 103 And that's where we're going to transition into now is the spas and marquee and your partnership with them, a badass company. But that's too hot for a swimming pool. I don't understand the mindset of swimming in 85, 90 degree weather. What is I'm asking you, Pat, what is the perfect temperature for a northern Nevada swimming pool in weather that's averaging anywhere from, I'd say, 78 to 90 degrees, 90 degrees a day?
0: I would say most people will keep it between 78 and 80 degrees, but I have customers that won't touch the pool unless it's above 80. Really? Yeah, I mean, you just, you you like colder water. That's awesome. I mean, there's no average temperature that suits everybody. I'll tell you that. I mean, you like colder, my brother likes warmer. I mean, my brother hates cold water, totally does, but honestly, I like colder pools. I hate hot hot tubs, though. I cannot do 104. It's not for me. I like 101. That's about as much as it, I go.
1: And that's weird to me. Like, you would never think that the human body could tell the difference between 101 and 104. That's crazy uh, to me.
0: Big time change between even one degree, like even 101 to 102, I could feel it. You can definitely feel the change in that temperature. 104 is perfect for me. Yeah. It's just too hot. I sat in
1: this this morning for two cycles, about 30 minutes. Yeah. Is there a certain amount of time that you should... Dead, you know, discipline yourself of like I got to get out of here. Remember, like you get the wilted dishwashing hands. Yeah, is there is there a, a guideline to go by when you're in 101, hundred one, hundred four degree
0: water? When you're getting up to one hundred four, I would definitely you know try to keep it under an hour. But if you're at the hundred degrees, you can push it over an hour. Definitely, um, your body just gets it can get hypothermia the opposite way in too much heat, and they can have causes or bad issues with your body and make you feel a little sick or queasy or something else like that. Um, But yeah, I would keep it under an hour if you're uh, going 104 plus. When it comes to
1: the the, the layout of the yard, and now you're back into that buying experience... Do you think that somebody like me went overboard with what we were planning and what the vision was with Russ and what his vision was with the, the concrete and the rocks and, and the and everything that we did? Is it overboard what we did here? Is that average of what you're seeing in today's society? Because what I'm saying is that you mentioned Californians coming here and they're selling houses for buku bucks that are nowhere near the size of the house they're buying up here. And they're oh, buying wow. it for, you know, or, you know, they're banking a lot of money. So they're taking a little bit more of that money and putting in a pool and extravagant shit. Are you seeing more? What do you think of what we did here, first of all? And are you seeing more of that? Have you always seen that kind of stuff? Is this kind of the par for the course what we did here? Or is it kind of like the new age of like, hey, people are really starting to like go that that extra mile to make it more of an experience in their pool and not just a pool with
0: a cover to do some laps in. So I think with your backyard, I think we nailed it with what you do and what you were looking for. I mean, I think we hit the entertainment spots. You got your fire pit. You got your swim-up bar. You got a nice pool, good size in there. Honestly, I think your backyard came out great. I don't think you could have done much better on it. I think it was a... All the contractors that worked on it did an awesome job. I think it really came together well. Um, Reno is a different market. It really is compared to a lot of places. Um, when people, even Californians coming up here, they don't have and don't want those extravagant pools they had in California. Um, California, those big markets, they do some wild things. I mean, they're giant pools with you know all kinds of grottos and six hot tubs and bridges over them and all this stuff. But when they come here, they don't want a lot of that craziness, to tell you the truth. I have seen maybe a handful of pools that were way wild and crazy and creative. Um, a lot of people are more basic, nice, well-put-together backyards and pool designs.
1: And when you move into <clears throat> excuse me, the spa part of it, in that general layout originally when i did my walkthrough and i took you and your dad and your brother up to the waterfall area and i'm like this is where i want the hot tub and your dad's like no Mm -hmm. i wouldn't recommend that and i looked at your dad i said what do you mean this will be beautiful sunken in the ground waterfall around it wrapping around you You got this little nook area he's like well here's why and i go well he goes well In simple terms, you're never going to come out this far, because it's going to be 40 degrees. If it's right out where I want to put it, you're going to come out your door, you're going to get in it, you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to go back into the heat of your home, the warmth of your home. If you put it out here, trust me, your mindset's going to change of walking back and forth to this place when it's cold outside. Because I, this morning, was like the ultimate hot tub morning. It's getting down into that 40-degree barrier, almost to freezing. You know, it's 38, 40. You're drinking coffee in the pool. It was was overcast this morning. You could just feel fall and winter in the air, like fall mainly. Yeah. That's ultimate, right? It's way better than a summertime sit. I think you're even on record as saying you really don't even use your spa in the summer barely. I don't. Nope. But... Your dad was right. Like, do you recommend that in this buying experience? Like, hey, now we got Marquee. We walk into the showroom pre COVID, pre COVID showroom. To where I'm like, damn man, you guys have you guys are either selling them like crazy. But again, a lot of factors came into COVID. Yeah, it's starting to get better now. I heard a success story the other day with you guys that you got two coming that you didn't expect. Yep. Um, things are looking up uh, with manufacturing and getting them because Marquee is the best. I'm so glad that you guys are the number one distributor of them because I love mine. Um, is your dad right on that? Is that ideology right? Like, look, if you put it way over there, sooner or later you're going to be like, screw it, I'm not even walking out there, it's too cold. Um, Or...
0: Do you see it quite the opposite of where I should have put it up there and not listen to the old school mentality of Terry Ledoux? Uh, No, I think he's right on. I mean, you have a nice table set sitting up there. I can't say I've ever sat up there once. And, I mean, you don't have a dining set down by the pool area where you cook all your food or anything, and I've never sat at that dining room table once. (laughs) So um, I think, yeah, I mean, when it's cold outside, when it's, you know, 20, 30 degrees... You don't want to run out there and go get in the hot tub when it's 40, 50 feet away from your back door. Yours are sitting right by your master bedroom door that you walk right out. You're three feet from it. You hop right in. You hop right back out when you're done.
1: Yeah, I think, that he, I think he was right on. And then last night I started looking at it when I was talking to you at dinner about – Man, I think I want to do something to spruce up that area. Um, Yeah. Because aesthetically, you just start getting ideas like, hey, you know, my experience will be better if I do this. Yeah. no, It can get better to do this. So I'm thinking about some of that stuff and talking to Russ about where we can go with that. But why marquee? What makes them the ultimate tub? Is it the number of jets? Because I assume a lot of manufacturers can include a lot of jets. Is it the ease of use? Is it the construction? Is it the, the pumps and the motors? Why marquee Why have they become like something that Pat Ledoux or Terry Ledoux, Brad or Patty would say... We have our stamp of approval. This
0: is all we sell. That's the only one y'all sell. That's right. Um, That's a good question. Marquee is a great company. So we, on our big ticket items and whatever items we can do with, we try to have a American-made product. Um, And one big thing about Marquee, it is an American-made product made up in Independence, Oregon. Um, Another thing is that they're a 100% employee-owned company. The quality coming out of that manufacturing facility is far superior where all the other tubs, most of the other tubs are being made in Mexico nowadays and the quality is just not there. Marquee doesn't have the most jets in the industry. There's a lot of people that do a lot of jets, but they don't do them right. They do a lot of small jets which create push actually push blood flow away from the muscle area, doing the opposite effect of what you're actually trying to achieve. You're actually trying to bring blood back to that area to make it feel better and put nutrients and get back into that muscle group so it feels better. Um but Marquee actually does more volume and has the most gallons per minute coming through the jets. So that's where their hydrotherapy really kicks in. They're able to put a 160 gallons per minute, let's say in your lower lumbar or your upper shoulders and really target those spots of your body that are hurting. Maybe not your whole body hurts, so why do you need your whole body massage at one time? You don't go to masseuse, you don't have six people working on you. You got one person working on you and working on your sore spots, but eventually working down your body. And you, What's nice about Marquis, you can place those those areas, you can control those areas you want to work on throughout your body, starting with your, the sorest part and working down to the least sores part and that's a really nice thing about marquee because nobody else in the industry can do that with their valves and their jets the bathing about that um customer service over there's awesome they've been voted number one manufacturer for the past i believe seven years in a row now um number one in cover customer service every year um they're number one on c- consumer affair reports i mean they're just a really great company i've sold other brands before And the quality, the customer service, and the end product and for the end user is by far superior to anything I've ever seen out there. If
1: I have weekly service on my spa, like I do the pool, Mm -hmm. and Pat, or your your number one tech, is coming out there once a week and performing the chemistry, the pH, the chlorine, everything that's going into this. Is there salt in, in spas? Do you offer that? Is that something that you would even recommend? And even with weekly service, Pat Ledoux, when do I change out the water? Do you have to change it out a couple times a year? I'm a year-round spa guy, even though I'm way heavier in the fall and winter. I travel yeah. a bunch in the fall and winter with with the foul life and duck season and all the stuff we're doing, banded, and all of that. But when I'm here, I'm in that freaking thing a lot. Sure, I'm, I'm addicted to it because of the therapeutic response I get with my body. Um, do you have to change it out and when? How, how many is it every other week, or how, how often should you drain that? and what is the easiest way to drain it? Do you take a panel off, or do you use your sub pump that I use on my pool cover mm-hmm. that's automatic? Do you just sink that in there? Give me a little bit of background of the pH, the chemistry in a hot tub, and no matter whether I get weekly service or, or let's say I, let's um, let's assume I'm getting weekly service, should I still drain it once in a while?
0: Um, so, good question. So, to answer your first question, salt is in some manufacturers. Um, they've kind of fell on their face with it. It's not; they have not dialed it in for hot tubs yet. There's a lot of metal parts. I mean, you got nice. Cr- jets in there you got metal heating elements you got metal silver tubes pump shafts all this stuff so salt in a spa has not been dialed in and I don't recommend it for anybody in personal preference but I do love it in a pool setting um, marquee uses what's called the at ease system which we use a, a minerals a silver mineral bed and a very low dose of chlorine to actually sanitize our hot tubs I'm talking 75% less than you'd be using on any other hot tub in the industry so the ease of maintenance is nice because it's in a nice inline system and injects as chemicals for you. So it's a lot easier for that homeowner if they are doing it by themselves to be able to manage that chemistry. Um, but going to, yeah, you should definitely change your spa water. It depends on your usage. We In the industry, we go by bather load, um, but not everybody does. But I recommend a minimum every four to f- six months depending on your usage
1: four to six months so you can go a half a year Mm -hmm. okay well when you talk start talking about beta load and your usage what is normal like how is that depending on how many different people are in it Mm -hmm. kids don't bathe as good as you think that they ought to maybe (laughs) Um, you've heard me say no more kids in the hot tub i'm tired of these i've even heard your brother say sometimes my hot tub water is the worst that you guys have ever seen (laughs) because i'm always a sucker for letting these kids in there right yeah and I, I don't know if I can completely blame it on the kids, but I have ran into some issues because I use the heck out of it. You all of a sudden you look over and you're like, I didn't tell you guys that you could. What? There's 13 people in my spa yeah. right now. What is going on? Right? You've seen it yourself. Oh yeah. So when that instance happens and you have somebody like me with a, a ton of use. Is it normal to go less than four months?
0: Oh, yeah, big time. So we, there is a calculation that we go by on how many people, how often, and how many gallons you have in your water. Um, and that's how we would base most people's off of. With yours, we are draining yours and refilling yours a little bit more often than the average user because we, you do use a lot. I mean, me in the fall and winter, I use it almost every single night, sometimes twice a day, morning and night. It just depends. So on the, in the wintertime, I actually drain it a lot more frequently than I would in the summertime. Because of that being of the load. I mean, and the average user, um, I would say most homeowners, it's one to two people, two to three nights a week for the average homeowner. But I do have those other clients that are two times a day, seven days a week, 24-7, 365 days a year. Here's the ultimate question, Pat Ladeau. If it's
1: safe and there's no kids around not even in the adults around, I'm just talking about me, in my birthday suit. Is it cleaner and safer to get in my pool and in my hot tub, totally naked, in the rough, than wear bleached-out swimming trunks that ran through wash cycles that have soap in them, detergent, the things that, are, that, that you wash your clothes with? Is it a cleaner use if you go buck naked... When it's the right time, where your neighbors aren't, you know, like I have a very private yard with tons of trees and stuff. People can't see back here, but obviously you gotta use your head. My simple question is is it a better alternative to be naked? When, it, when, it, when you can, as opposed to wearing
0: bathing suits that are full of the, the detergents and soaps. Absolutely. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. It's <laughs> honestly the best out there. I, I do it all the time myself. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, you're right. A detergents in the shorts, where have those been? Have they been on the floor? Did you throw them in laundry? You're like, oh, I'm just getting the hot tub. I'm going to throw them back on. Who cares? You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, absolutely it does change the water chemistry. Our bodies have thousands of organisms and stuff on it. We rub up against a bush. A wall, a tree, we our skin collects all that kind of stuff, and that goes right into that water you're gonna bathe in. So same thing with your shorts; it collects a lot of things on it. And detergents, I mean, that's number one. If your washer didn't get all that detergent out, it's definitely going in your hot tub without a doubt. So naked's the way to go. Absolutely, as long as there's that's
1: the right situation. Yeah, yeah. Right I
0: mean, atmosphere. I'm not saying go out there in public and do that, but yeah, in your own backyard, privacy, whatever. Absolutely. So you see a lot of um a lot
1: of accessories for pools and spas I've, mm-hmm. whether it's pool toys or whether it's speakers and music and and lighting and all of the stuff the coolest thing that i've seen that i have that it took you literally you and your brother maybe .7 seconds to sell me on <laughs> is it? It's Hayward, right? Is this the name yep. of the company? Yep. This Hayward vacuum that is kind of like your, kind of like the uh, the vacuum in your house. Um, what's it called? Roomba. The Roomba. It's kind of along the lines of this. I've heard ramblings that this was designed by some of the original founders or scientists of Dyson Great. vacuums. Um, this thing is freaking. Awesome. Like you cannot own a pool, or you, that's stupid to say. You can own a pool, go for it. Yeah. But you should not own a pool without one of these. Is that good to say?
0: Absolutely. I'm totally in that. I, I tell all my customers that are buying pool an automatic vacuum is the best money you'll invest it because it eliminates all the maintenance it takes out so much time of the maintenance you get to enjoy that pool more if you can do chemistry it's done i mean if you know how to do chemistry it should only take you 10 15 minutes a week you're the pool's done it's ready to be used so you're getting a lot of time back and not spending on cleaning and brushing and vacuuming because who wants to go in a pool with a bunch of leaves and dirt It's just not as fun you mm, want a nice yeah. clean pool when you get in there and that vacuum runs by itself I I mean, it has its own settings. You can do it right from your phone. Yeah, you got I mean, app. you can control it with your phone. And it
1: doesn't just stay on the floor. That's what blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it scrubs the tile lines. It goes up the walls. It does everything. It gets all the gook out
1: there. It gets all yep. of the scum line off of there. It gets all the leaves and the sand and everything off the yeah. bottom. Um, it's it, It'll pick up anything. I've seen it pick up things that I forgot were on the bottom, like some <laughs> of my kids, you know, like one of Alyssa's or her, her friends freaking, you know, dive yeah. toys or something. Next thing you know, that's in there. But it's never hiccuped one freaking time. It literally just picks up the the pool's immaculate and then what blows my mind about this Hayward
0: vacuum what's it called it's called Aquavax 600 or Six Fifty. Six Fifty 650 Aquavax
1: 650 by Hayward um You would think that you couldn't leave it in the water, but you told me it's the one unit that you could just leave in there.
0: Yeah, so uh, Hayward manufacturer made this one with the intent to leave it in the pool, and it actually is still warrantied. If you do leave it in the pool, Um, most other manufacturers will void your warranty if you leave it in your pool. They won't cover anything that does break or anything like that, because they're not using quality parts to protect itself from the chlorine and the constant being submerged. Okay, so. so
1: this thing can stay submerged for days at a time. Days and hours. You can put it on timer to where every 48 hours or whatever it starts itself and then does its cycle. Yep. That cycle depends on the three different settings. You can do the floor, you can do the scum line, it'll take its front two tires and literally stick them out of the water line and scrub that thing down the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll do the stair. I mean it That's trick shit. Yeah. Um, It's got a filter on it. Like, do you have to pull it out of the water and empty that manually? Or is that something that you can do every seven or eight runnings? How does that work with the the vacuum?
0: So it does have a little indicator on there. When the um, filters are getting full, it has a little indicator on there telling you it needs to be taken out. And it's super easy. You can tug on that cord three times. It'll actually come to you and come to the top of the water, and you can pull it right out. Pop the little lid, empty it out, put it back in, you're going again, and which is nice. So it tells you, you can see it from your app, you can see it from your main control. Um, But, yeah, they work great. I think they're freaking bad to the bone. Yeah. So what – we're going to end this by
1: talking about – According to your brother, my pool's been in the ground eight years. Like I don't even know what he was. Like what are you really, Brad? Like what are you talking about? I love your mom and dad. I love your brother. I love Brittany. You guys are badass family. Um, I know that you would never try to lead me or any of my friends or family or any of the people I recommend. And there's been a lot of recommendations to you guys. You know, you're working with Neil now. You're working with several people. I love being like, you know, hey, we're part of Sun Leisure. I wear your logo. I have it on the TV show. I have it on, like, you know, everything that we do. I love it. I have a lot of pride in the brand and the company. What... Where do I go from here? Assuming I stay in this house five more years. Let's say that I'm in this property five years. It's, people say you're an idiot if you'd ever even leave here, right? And I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to stay here, but maybe I'll just go build something else and maybe keep this if I can financially afford it. I don't know. Yeah. But where do I go from here? Is there something besides the salt water that we're discussing? Is there anything else? I know we're going to talk about a new cover and maybe a new color on that. Is there something else out there that I don't know about that the end consumer might, know, might need to know that's coming to make this experience even better. I love, you know how much I love my backyard experience. I am a backyard aficionado. Like I love to try to cook, even though I'm average. I love to swim and party and I love entertaining. This weekend, we're going to have Leith Lofton and Adam Hood on the top Mm -hmm. of that grotto bar. We're going to have people dancing. We're going to be safe about it, but we're going to have food, we're going to have music, we're going to have dancing, we're going to have everything about life, living life with passion. I love that part of it. Is there anything else that sun leaves your pool, Terry and Patty and Pat and Brad and Brittany and the entire Ladue clan, would you tell me I would do this before next summer? Nope, not that I can think of. Nothing? No. Not even the waterfalls that you have coming up over your fence that shoot from the heavens and down I mean, into the pool?
0: They look cool, but they're just glitz and glam. I mean, yeah, they look all right right. They're, they, they, I mean, maybe that it, it lit back lighting with the waterfalls. They're cool, but I don't think they're a need be because honestly, when you swim in, you usually shut them off because they're splash on everybody's head. Anyways, and you eliminate part of the pool that you're using. So, I mean, it's really just for looks at the end of the day, if you ask me. So there's nothing else that's going to make my experience back here better. Um, you know, you can put more technology into your pumps and filters and heaters, but how often do you really just want to go over there and play with the controls of your pool? It's it's set and forget it already. I mean, I mean it's cool they can say, "Hey, Alexa, turn on my pool to ninety degrees," instead of go press a button. But I mean that's about it. So as far as the pools you've been around
1: and this pool here, specifically. Mm-hmm. The amount of fun that has been had with kids jumping off this bar this bar roof with and we're safe. I want to make sure that people out there understand that oh, we're yeah. safe and we have everybody's safety first and foremost. I don't want to come across like it's just a no holds barred frickin' Playboy Mansion Grotto Party. It's freaking family oriented with Traeger grills going off and a lot of responsibility, a lot of great people in this backyard, always. Um, this is fun, right? This is what Sun Leisure is all about. Let's end it by talking about the culture of Sun Leisure. When you shoot your music video, what song is playing? And can't would you use My Backyard? You've already asked me to, 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 to maybe um, bring some pictures to this new, this, this new thing that we're going to, this contest that's coming up. Mm-hmm. But is this the ultimate playground? Can it get any better? What music is playing on the Sun Leisure music video as we watch the experience that the Ladue family can provide for a Reno-Northern Nevada
0: family? um so yeah your backyard i mean it has the best of both worlds it has the adult fun with the bar but also has the kid funds where they can jump off the top of it you know into the pool in the deep end of the pool um you got the fire pit to be able to hang out at night time and relax and just hang out you got the triggers there to cook good food by the pool and eat i mean that's i mean that's awesome man. i mean you have a little bit of everything for everybody you got it for the kids you got it for the uh the older adults it's great um I don't know what song I would play to tell you the truth. Are for, you serious? Say an anthem for this summer. I don't even know. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard so many. You've introduced so many good artists to me this year. I don't know if I can grasp one that just hits me because you've so many people you've introduced me to this year. Oh, so you're thinking it might be a Brent Cobb or an Adam Hood yeah. or Lead Lofton or a Drake really, Wyatt. truly. Yeah. Some,
1: you wouldn't go with like DJ Jazzy Jeff with summertime? No,
0: I don't. Summertime. Think so. <laughs> 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 no. I mean, I think we've had. I think there is an anthem song for this summer, but I honestly couldn't. Tell because it's been a great summer, it really has. We had a lot of fun. Here. I
1: mean, it's been incredible for COVID twenty twenty. Oh man, we made do. We oh, made do.
0: We had more fun than anybody else in this country. I think
1: we had to have. Yeah. I often wonder, like, how many guys are on their boats going from Miami to the Bahamas? Like, that's the greatest. I don't know if you've ever done yeah. that. Fifty five miles. You're just, just like ripping. Oh, it's just the best. Like in fishing across there. But dude, for staying home and being safe with COVID, we made the best of it and had an unbelievable summer. Per the Sun Leisure culture.
0: Yeah, we definitely did. I mean, and that was the big thing this year. Pools and hot tubs were a huge hit as far as across the market, across the whole U.S. But you already had the pool. We took a huge advantage of that already having it here and have a lot of fun with it. I mean, how many, we've had so many different types of people from different places and different groups and all this stuff here. And all got along and all had a lot of fun. I don't know of anybody that didn't have a smile on their face at any time here.
1: So as you guys go into this next part of your life, Let's say that I don't know when Terry and Patty are going to retire, but let's say they do in the next two years. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to make them because Terry and they, I mean, they need to go party somewhere. Even though we party enough with them, um, it's hard though to give up your business, your baby, your vision. Your, your, you know, that's that's you. That's who Terry and your mom Patty are. Um, what do you say to them? Where do you and Brad take this company? How humbled are you to be? In a position to have the parents that you did that had the vision to sacrifice. I mean, they didn't just go and clock in and clock out and get a paycheck and raise you guys and put you through high school and college. They took a risk. <clears throat> what do you say to them? And how much pride do you and your brother Brad and Brittany and your support crew have? Let's say for the next 30 years, because you're going to in the next 30 years, you're going to be your dad's age right now. Do you want to be in this business for the next 30 years? What do you tell Terry and Patty? Is it a huge thank you and a huge amount of gratitude and a hug and a kiss? Um, Or is it like, man, did you really have to put me into this business? Gosh, How does that conversation
0: go when it's all said and done? Uh, So much gratitude. My parents have taught me so much about being a business person, um, working hard, being a good person, being ethical on how you run your business. Um, Definitely a huge thank you. I could not, I would not be the man I am without them today. Um, They have great morals. They they taught me and my brother very well on how to be a good person and run a good company. Um, I don't think they'll be scared to turn over the reins when it's their day. But I don't think that's yet. I mean, they still enjoy doing what they're doing, and it is their baby. I mean, that's hard to leave. I mean, after that, then what? Go and travel the country and just relax, I guess. But um, they enjoy doing what they're doing still. They love their customers, and they love the camaraderie of the whole thing. And being in a family business, there's good and bad days, but there's more good than bad. That's for sure. I love it. Should we go get in the pool? Let's do it. We'll jump in. This has been Dickie's Workwear podcast series brought to you by
1: the This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast family of brands with the foul life where the payment ends and this life ain't for everybody that's pat Ledoux, sun leisure pools we're gonna have his brother on here i might even be able to get his dad terry on here maybe patty someday (laughs) but check him out if you're in the reno nevada area and you need the ultimate backyard experience the spa experience swimming pool experience sun leisure what's the website pat sunleisurepools.net They're on Instagram at sunleisurepools. I'm tagging them. I just tagged them yesterday. No, and this morning. Mm -hmm. Man, the light show, the phone, you got this weird freaking tablet phone now that (laughs) folds up in like a paper airplane mode. (laughs) And uh, he takes some whack and just badass pictures. But support Dickie's. Support the sponsors and partners that support us. Dickie's is there for the American worker. Their overalls, their coveralls, their pants, their shirts, their air-ventilated shirts for warm weather, cold weather, you name it, insulation Dickies provides it. They are an American company. We're so proud to be partnered up with Dickies Workwear, and this is the Dickies Workwear. Remember, we're playing off of those words. Dickies Workwear is W-E-A-R, is apparel clothing, but this is Dickies Workwear podcast, W-H-E-R-E. Where are you working today? My dad always said, we are put on this earth to work and provide. We do love our families. We have to put them first and sacrifice for them, but we have to put food on the table. We have to put money in the bank accounts for a rainy day, and that takes work ethic, that takes vision, that takes sweat equity and elbow grease. I'm Chad Belding, your host. Thank you, Dickies, for for everything that you do for us at all of our brands, including our TV, our podcast, and our social media and live events. Check Dickie's workwear out. They are everywhere and we absolutely love them. Please continue to subscribe to our podcast. Tell your family and friends. Leave us some ratings and reviews. If you have any inquiries or questions, please don't hesitate to contact us on Instagram at This Life Ain't For Everybody or at The Foul Life TV or online. At This Life Ain't for info at This Life Ain't for or info at The foullife.com. I'm Chad Belding. We truly appreciate the support. Y'all take care. For Dickies, we out.